0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, we continue with Therese Picola's account of her exorcism, part three of a three-part series. The last part we talked about how the saints interceded during 18 months' worth of exorcisms, how saints she had never even heard of came to battle for her to give her encouragement as she fought the evil one for, you know, how many years of her life? And then finally, 18 months of trying to expel them. The saints became more than just these people who we read about. They became her friends, they became her protectors, her guide, and so she's going to continue to talk about how the saints participated in her life, and then really, how her life has progressed since the exorcism. Well, not only are we calling on them, right? The Lord called on them to send them down to help you, right? I mean, it was, it, it, it goes both ways. So, really, what it reminds us of is that the church triumphant is helping the church militant here on earth. And we're not even aware of it. Now, you were in that particular instance, but they're helping us all the time.
1: That's right. I mean, just because we don't see them or, or they don't, you know, kind of give us a wave, you know, our way, it doesn't mean that they're, they're not here. And, and I think sometimes we're so busy, like we're so busy with everything else and we're trying to put everything in a box of how we're supposed to worship and how we're supposed to pray and what we're supposed to do that we, we miss these little signal graces of, of the saints. Um, You know, and so I think it happens much more than we realize, but we're just, too noisy and busy to recognize what, what's actually going on around us. So if we, we bring ourselves into, you know, quiet more, a, a quieter prayer and really kind of reflect and, and listen, God is is always giving us these little, you know, these little gifts, you know, you know, he wants to shower us with, with so much. I mean, why, why would he give us saints if he didn't want us to to somehow, you know, utilize them in some way, you know? So um Yes, it's really beautiful and nothing happens without his blessing. So obviously he probably knew that I needed something to, to help me get my, get myself through, you know, when things were, were, were difficult and to help build my, um, love of, of all of heaven, you know, and, and my, um. You know, so, so it was really—it's like he needed to catch me up on a lot of things that I was lacking in, and, and this was one way that he was able to do that was through the saints.
0: Well, and it wasn't that they just help you during that period of your life. I mean, they're helping you now, right? I mean, you have a relationship with saints that would have never happened had you not That's gone right. through that experience. So, I mean, it's not like, hey, it's one and done. This is—it'll be an ongoing thing, and, that, and for you to be able to relay that story to people— uh, should be really eye opening, right? Because I think some people just kind of go through yeah. the motions or figure, why am I wasting my time? Um, but right. you're not. They're here Nobody's battling talking. for us. Right.
1: That's right. We don't have to be uh, you know, possessed to, to have intercession of the saints. I mean most of us will never have that experience and they're still interceding for us. So and I've had saints come and Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity is like I like to say she's like the annoying friend who doesn't leave you alone. And she's, and I love her. But, but she literally she will pop up. She will just I, I she I never knew her, I never read about her, I knew I knew nothing about her, honestly. And then months after um, I had been liberated, she just popped up out of nowhere. And then she just wouldn't stop popping up. It was like, it was all these, I walked into someone's office. They had nothing else, nothing else, no other pictures in their office except her. It was just, it, it, and then, you know, another time where I walked into a room and, and there happened to be a relic of her. And then it's it, it just, so like, just these little, these little things that I was, okay, okay. I, I get it. Like we can be friends. Like,
0: so <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to run from you. I i I'll, I'll gladly welcome you into my life
1: right right so it's so um again it it's that idea though that of 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 quieting ourselves and 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 looking at what god puts in front of us and and just you know and not question not always second guess it like you know i'm a second guesser you know doubting thomas that i was totally doubting thomas so so all of these things, it took time and now it's like, okay, so, okay, God, I get it. Like, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to question this because I know, I know this is true. This is from you. So, you know, um, but yeah, and, and you know, we, um, but let's all that, and so, so, so really all of that is wonderful and the saints are beautiful, but in the end it's, it's God, you know, God gives us, you know, Jesus, like, which is really, again, like we said, trumps all the other things, but he does, you know, it's it, when we can find uh, a relationship with the Lord. And for me, it really was about that. And, and these states were kind of the, maybe the, the holding I needed to get from where I was to the Lord. And, um, and you know, I, I'm someone who suffered greatly with, with self-loathing and, um, And just abandonment and mistrust, and so I really suffered with um, trying to build a relationship with Jesus because I just didn't know. It just didn't feel like it would ever happen. Um, And it did, even. And it did, and it did, yeah. And and it's it's through my. It's funny because we would pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet um, many times before um, one of you know before my session would begin, and I I couldn't say it. I would get choked. I would get choked. I would cry. I would just, I couldn't get the words out. Um, so I struggled really, it was really difficult with me. I could eventually say, or I could say, it's funny because I could say it when I wasn't getting ready for a session, but I, but when I would go into a session and I would try to say it, it would, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the words out. And, um, and it's, you know, God is so funny because he prepares us for, you know, whatever is coming next. And we had um, my husband was very trusting because he had booked uh, a trip for us to go to Poland, um, and I hadn't been liberated yet. But he booked it, and he said, "Whatever, wherever we're at in all this, I I know we're supposed to go to Poland, so I'm booking the trip." <laughs> and he did.
0: That is faith.
1: I was, yeah. Well, it's really faith, and it's really amazing too because I was liberated a week before we got on that plane. So it was it was. It, Wow. Well, a week and a day. It was a week and a day before I got on the plane. So, um, so we went to Poland and um and I knew that one of the places we were gonna be visiting was the um uh the shrine of the you know, the divine the shrine of divine mercy right. Saint where Faustina, Faustina was where her con- yeah. Um well we had we and and I visit and along this along the way, all these saints that I came to know during my sessions, I got to visit in Poland. So I well, I visited Blessed Yersay and St. Stanislaus and St. John Paul and like in St. Faustina. It was just beautiful.
0: Kind of like visiting but, friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was it was really beautiful, but I didn't I I I it was like I was not getting the fullness of it for some reason. I just I it was like maybe I was still in a little bit of shock. Um and and I wrote this and I'm going to read this cuz it's kind of significant um this was, um, um, we were headed to the divine mercy site and we had gotten we were towards the end of our trip actually. And, um, I was writing my journal on the bus, just trying to like, you know, occupy time. And I said, um, Jesus, as I prepare to visit this merciful place, please burst open my heart, fill it with love and trust. My mind desires it, but my heart needs more help. I know you can do all things please do this for me. I am yours already, but help me trust in you. Help me feel the love of your mother. I desperately desire to feel her love. I accept all the challenges and sufferings because I know it can only draw me closer to you. And you know what is best for my soul. Please allow me to feel some joy. It seems like I'm struggling most with this. St. Paul, intercede for me. St. Pope John Paul intercede for me. And then I said, Jesus, I trust in you. And we, we, maybe half an hour later we pulled up to the site and got off the bus and um and this is how I was feeling walking into the site like I was happy to be in Poland but I there was like I, like, I didn't have joy like I just couldn't it, it was like it I was like why am I not feeling good Almost like and you're numb great now yeah and it was it was like almost like feeling numb and so um we visited we, we were using the you know, the, the the bathrooms and all that. And as I'm walking up, um, we were going to get ready to, to do the three o'clock um, Divine Mercy in the large, the big church that they built, the new one, and which is much larger than the small one where um, Faustina's convents attached to. And um, as I'm walking in the door, one of our tour guides comes out. She's like, where have you been? Where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. And I'm looking at her like, what's wrong? And she's like... Um, do you want to say one of the, the um, decades of, of the divine mercy? And I was like, what? And I'm like shaking my head, <laughs> no. And my husband's pushing me like, nope, you're going. And he's like, and literally she scurried me off, brought me in the back. There's, there's one other uh, woman from our group and then um, two Polish women back there and then the priest. And I'm like, what are we, what is going on? And um, she said, okay, you're going to do um, the fourth decade. And the priest explains to us, whatever. And then he, they put us up on the altar. So it's the four of us up on the altar kneeling and the priest kneeling under the crucifix. And I'm just sitting there thinking, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> like, like thinking, I really, how am I going to do this? Like, honestly. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to like, re- okay, re-
0: to try not to, re- 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 not to hyperventilate. Okay,
1: thinking, yeah. Yeah. I, I took like one little peek like to the right at all the people. Oh, okay, no, no, we're not going to do that because there's like a whole bunch of people sitting out there. <laughs> so we won't even look that way. And it just, I was just, I was pouring sweat. I was so, I was so nervous. But then um, as, as we started, it's funny, cause this is so typical of me. The first girl, the, the other American, she was so nervous and she, she did it. And it came out beautifully. We had to hold the microphone And I looked down at her and I gave her like the thumbs up and I said, you did such a great, I was so happy for her. And then I thought, well, wait, okay, hold on a second. She did great, but now I'm panicking.
0: That's right. Now she, now she really put the pressure on me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so it got to me and, and I, we had to wait. The third one was actually, um, it was, it was music. So we, they, they sang it in Polish. So once that finished, then I started and I just looked up and I said, all right, Lord, this is, this is for you. And boom, it just, it just, flew off my tongue. And it was like, I don't even remember, honestly, it just happened. And um, I remember coming off the altar afterwards. And my husband's like, Oh, that was really great. And it was weird. I literally felt like I was floating the rest of the day, because I thought nothing's ever going to, tr- there's nothing that's ever going to trump that, like, right. it's like, I, this is amazing. Like, and I just remember feeling so good and so thankful. Like that just like God was paying attention, you know, it was like, he heard me and he answered, like, it was like, I asked and he gave it to me. And I'm like, this really happens. Like when we ask, when we pray, like he really does give us things, you know? So, um, he, he knew I really needed that. And and it was the perfect moment for it. So, so, but then of course, like after there was kind of like murmurs, like, Oh, how, how come you got picked to go up there? And now a little backstory, our tour guides, um, knew my story we shared it with them. I don't know why it was like this weird thing that happened when we were visiting our lady of Shasta and we ended up having them alone and we were drinking some wine and, and you know, just right. conversation came up and, but there was a reason for it because actually they needed to hear that's a whole separate story. So they knew. So, so it's like, they had this, they knew they were going to do this and never told me. And so that was like where you saw, again, God using people, you know, placing the right people in, in your life when you need them, you know? And, um, So I was very thankful for that. So the next, I, I, you know, we went to bed the next morning, I got up and as God loves to do sometimes, never that we ever, we don't ever owe him anything, but you know, he, he does like when we can help him out. I think sometimes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: So I, I wake up and, and I'm getting ready and taking a shower. And I, hear I mean, I, I so clearly in my heart, hear the Lord say, I, well, it was really God it wasn't the Lord in this moment, but, um, say, I need you to do something for me. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like, it's like, I knew, even though I didn't recognize it in that moment, I knew exactly what he was asking. Cause I immediately said, Oh no, no, I'm not doing that. So it was interesting. It's like, I knew what he was placing in my heart, but it was like, I didn't want to recognize what he was placing in my
0: heart. So what was he, what was he asking was, you to do?
1: Yeah. So here we go. We're in this back and forth. No, I'm not doing that. Yes, you are. He's like, I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. But but, you know, Um, so what so what he placed in my heart was um, I want you I want you to give your witness story. I want you to I want you to share this. So I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Like, I don't want these people to know anything about what's going on with me. We had two different buses. So, Long story short, I had to go through three different people. You know, and I thought, okay, surely someone's going to say no to me. I go to the three. You're not
0: that people. lucky. No,
1: nope. and every single one of them said, "No problem, go ahead." And so the pre- the last one was the priest, and the priest and I ended up becoming good friends. And and he said, yes, I want to hear your story too." <laughs> I thought, "Oh my gosh, no, you're not saying this." So so we got on the bus, and um, we always prayed, and it, it was it was it was actually good timing because it wasn't a super long bus ride; it was maybe a 25 minute bus ride. So I knew. I didn't but he didn't tell me we were gonna do it right then. So we prayed. I'm sitting my husband is now in panic mode because he's like, I what are you talking about? What do you mean? I was like, it's fine. I know this is what God wants, just what we need to trust him. And he was really nervous about it. And I said, Don't be nervous. I know this is the right thing. So but I thought this would happen later in the day. So we finished praying and all of a sudden I hear this little voice come over the microphone and call me up to the front of the bus. And I thought, Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> I grab my rosaries. I walk to the front of the bus, and i th- and everyone. I can hear them. I'm "Why is she coming to the front of the bus? What's going on? What is she going to do?" Da-da-da-da-da. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is not going to be good. So, um, so I sit down, and he hands me the mic, and I just remember taking the mic and and just praying to the Holy Spirit and just asking everyone, like just invoking the Holy Spirit, and I like opened my mouth. And I don't, if you would ask me today, I, I, I don't think I could tell you what I said. I I'm really thinking, thinking, thinking so hard about it. I, the only thing I remember saying is at the very end, just saying, isn't God so wonderful and merciful? Look at how loving he is uh, for someone like me. If he loved me this much, imagine how much he loved you. And, um, and that was it. You know, I had talked about my abortion. I didn't go into the details of what was, you know, all my sessions and all that. Right, it, I, right. Because I didn't want the focus to be that. But just that it happened and how I got to Poland and what happened and why. Because I, because I did start off saying, I want to explain to you why it was significant for me to say the Divine Mercy Chaplet yesterday. And so that's how it started.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, in the end, because so, we were talking earlier, right? I mean, the focus is God's mercy. And really, that's that was your message, Right.
1: That's right. That's right. And it's always about God. It's not about us. It's about what he does through us, you know, for ourselves and for others. And that's what, that's what he wanted to convey is look at how merciful I am. Look at how much I love all of you. And, um, and it was amazing. I wasn't prepared for what was going to happen though, because I stopped and then I had to walk to the back of the bus because my stuff was back there. (laughs) So as I'm walking, people are clapping, people are grabbing me, people are saying, thank you. And I, I, I kind of didn't want to make eye contact with anyone because I didn't know how to, how to handle it. So we, we get to our destination and I go to the ladies room. And so now people catch me in line in the ladies room and they're saying, you know, thank you so much. I can relate to this. I had an abortion. I was abused. I, and now it's all coming. And now all these things are coming at me. And I'm just trying to keep a somewhat, you know, solid face because I'm thinking I, this is, I want to just sob right now. And, um, and then people started approaching, men started coming over to my husband. So then he shared some of his story. They talked, you know, shared about like some things, pornography and things of that nature. And it really, you saw like God's hands and all of it coming. It was just so beautiful. And then I came back and my priest, um, from the bus was standing there. And one of the other things I wrote that I didn't read, right. That was right before that in my journal was how I just wanted, I, I just was asking Jesus, like, I just wish you could hug me. I just want to feel your security and your embrace. Like, I just want to be hugged. And I walk back from the bathroom and here's this priest and he just, smi- he's just smiling at me and he just grabs me and just hugs me. And just, I, as he's hugging me, I, I've never, I've never had this experience and maybe I'll never have it again. As he's hugging me, I can feel like I can feel like it's like a, it, the only way I could say that I could feel this supernatural like presence in my heart. Like I can, it was more
0: than just a hug.
1: It was more than just a hug. But the funny thing is I felt Then I got nervous and I was like, okay, like that. I don't want people to be like, why is she hugging him? You know, (laughs) because here's my human, my human brain coming back. But, but it's funny because when I had relayed this to my, to my therapist, after the fact, she starts crying. She says, this is so beautiful. You know, Jesus was hugging you. And I said to her, if I knew Jesus was hugging me, I would have kept hugging him. (laughs) 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 So, So, here we are. Like, and again, it's like God's way of saying, trust me, like I am here. I'm giving you these people in your life to like, to, to comfort you and to, to, to do this walk with you. And, and really, it was like this connection with this person who God put in my life that I wasn't expecting. And we still, we still talk now. And he's, he's like, he's like my brother. Like, I really, truly like feel like he's a brother to me. I, I I just love him so much as, as a priest and a brother, and just you know, someone you know, just someone I'll, I'll always adore so much because he gave that to me, like because I had that experience, but also because he's such a good and holy man. And it's it, so, I, it was like he gave me the ability to see him as this holy priest, but also as as this person that, that is being used as, like, you know, Christona, you know, uh, uh Persona Christi, like, you know, like here he. Jesus walks, like, you know, he, he's there in our priest. It's a beautiful thing. And we, we have to recognize that. And in that moment I was able to do that. It was just so special. Um, So, so, you know, it's, I was very blessed. I, I didn't, it was like the, it was towards the very end of my trip. So it was almost kind of like I had to go through these little bit of growing pains and, and build up. But in the end it was, it was, you know, it was this plea, you know, to God for, for, um, for some kind of joy which he granted and then him responding and saying look how much I've given to you I want you to give back I want you to do something for me and 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 show others through you how merciful I am how loving I am and so it was like this beautiful like exchange that that we had and it was um it it was I was not expecting it and it's just so it was just a very special thing that came on the heels of of the liberation that, that I really needed to move forward.
0: Well, and you're doing it today, right? I mean, in the end you're, you're, you're picking up from Poland and and doing it by doing this interview. I know you mentioned you're trying to work on a book at some point. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to be helping a lot of people that you're not even going to know you helped by doing what you're doing. Right. Right. Right.
1: Right. Right. And in the end, you know, I remember saying if, if when, when I had had that experience, the very first, you know, experience on the bus and I thought, if I helped one person for myself, you know, just for, for my own feelings, if I could, if I know that I've helped one person, it makes everything worth it because if we, if, if I was able to to show someone that God exists just one person and that he loves us, I feel like this was, this meant something then. And so like it was, so when so many people came to me after that, and I thought, Oh my goodness, I can't, this is too overwhelming. I said one person, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, so it was so beautiful that God like shows how abundantly we can um, bless other people, you know, and and that he wa- he gives us these, um, he gives us graces. He gives us um, whatever our talents are, whether it's speaking or writing or just being a good mom or a good dad, you know, being, you know, helping the homeless, whatever. He gives us these things and we should be um, using them even when it's uncomfortable to us. We have to look at the bigger picture and realize that that these are gifts that he gave us for a reason and and that we should be using them to, to build up his kingdom you
0: know well maybe the greatest gift is the cross right I mean if it wasn't for your cross yeah. you would you wouldn't be able to give what you're given now so I mean in the end it's it's the cross that brings us closer to him and I mean and you've lived it right right I mean literally uh, yeah. have gone through crosses that no one would want to carry. Uh, that you have. And so the rewards and you being able to help more people are all because you embraced your cross.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think, and, and, it's, and it's funny because if someone would say to me, you know, I, I can look at someone who's like maybe suffering from cancer, for instance, and I see the suffering of, of the ex, the extended family and things like that. And it's hard for me. I look at that and like I could never, I, I couldn't suffer gracefully like that person. I couldn't do it. And then it, it, it could, I still look at myself as, oh, I, I'm still not suffering as well as that person next to me. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like we have to stop doing those comparisons of everybody has a cross. Like, yeah, this one seems huge, but we we don't know, like, the interior position of a person. Like, a small what seems like a small suffering could really be a, a huge suffering for that person. So we all have crosses to bear, and we should all... Try to do that the best that we can and and realize that nothing is wasted if we're putting it, um, you know, if we're we're giving it to the Lord and asking to suffer with him, it will never be wasted. So, um, you know, sometimes it's hard when you're going through it, you think, what, you know. Like that, you know, I think St. Right. Catherine maybe said it's this is how you treat your friends, you know. Um I Oh,
0: Saint Teresa, yeah. Said. When she uh, fell off the horse, yeah, if that's how you treat so. your friends, no wonder you don't ha- no wonder yeah. you don't have many.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and sometimes I really felt that way. Like, you know, you're saying you love me so much. I mean, this is love, like what are you talking about? You know, but uh but yeah, if we can recognize that there's beauty in the cross too and that there's joy and that's something in, in that that really um that I had to learn is that Jesus like reminded me again and again, there's joy in my cross. It's not just suffering. It's just, there's joy because there's the resurrection comes from the cross. So, so there is joy in this. And once we kind of flip that switch and realize that, that that's what we're, we're moving towards, then it makes the suffering a little bit easier, a little bit more bearable. And then we have all these saints and angels, you know, our, our archangels, our guardian angels are, you know, people who come to us who, who are like our earthly angels, if we have all these people supporting us, um, because again, we are part of one body of Christ and like this is what god gifts us with these things. We just have to recognize that they're there.
0: Well I can't I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your story and and really giving people not only hope, but really facts about the angels, the saints, God's mercy, evil. I mean, all this stuff exists, but in the end God is king of the universe, right? The Christ is, That's right. is is the king, and if we stay with him, then he'll lead us on a journey we could have never imagined, and and you're the poster child for that. Well, that concludes our three-part series with Therese Picola, a woman who had a difficult life, starting with sexual abuse leading up to the occult, uh, welcoming the devil into her life, eventually into her marriage when she got married, uh, affecting her kids, her husband, her whole life. Then we heard about how she had a battle through an exor- exorcisms for 18 months. You know, almost weekly over that period of time, and hours each week, where the saints came in. The saints who you know she had heard about them, but never really had a relationship with a the saint. They really weren't that important. It was almost something you know you read about, almost fictitious in her mind became her friends, became her defender, became her encourager, and continue to do so today. So we've listened to Therese's whole story. And she's taken a diary, as you heard, she's brought up several accounts of what she wrote at the time. But I think one thing we need to remember is, the devil is real. And we shouldn't be messing around or denying his existence. Because when we do, we give him carte blanche to act